Red on Red. This week in the podcast, we're joined by Justin O'Donnell, aka Cutting Heads Collective Man, DJ Just Me. Should've dropped up your right havoc Grey matter is frail and banjack Stout and a cork in the rough Atlantic Head thumps like a thunder cracking Fed up with the skull I'm trapped Need to get out, should've bunk a taxi Can't scoot off with the flux can pass her Self-flow then puppet master Tugging our strings to his own disaster Marionettes are left tangled I'd be better off as a lonely dancer In a slump even I can't understand it Anxious panic like lungs are collapsing I just wanna quit and chalk my anguish to the wind Till the cyclone passes The mind is a region designed to sow seeds So you wanna stay mindful of the harvest you're reaping Tarnishing achievements The arsenal's depleted Courage up and leaves you like the girl from Ipanema From the incubator to the fibrillator Every filthy crater's on the brink of failure you can tip the scale till it's in your favour Are you fit to play? Is it in your nature? Will you wilt away and let the illness take you? There is no false destiny It's just 
choice essentially About the tea shop and the shadiness on the sunny side of the street. It is the money I believe in. Too preoccupied for happiness. Gotta pull my weight. It's a good thing I'm skinny though. Got a full plate. Cause this rapture's not attractive or practical to my family. A fantasy is what they see in fairy tales and fallacies. When all is said and done, they all talked and got nothing done. When all is said and done, should've turned the new page. When all is said and done. Jar Jar Jr. with Earth, taken from his free parking on Sunday's EP, available now via German label Radio Juicy over its Bandcamp, as well as some of the digital streaming services, and Speculative Fiction, featuring the artist currently known as Strange by Nature, uh, the former Joan and DK with Rattlesnakes. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast, dropping every Wednesday evening via Cork's Red FM and redextra.ie. We're also available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen. I'm Mike McGrath-Brien, and this week we're joined in studio for the second time by a veteran disc jockey of over two decades, a live event promoter, a vinyl hound, an educator, and the founder of Cork's hip-hop co-op, Cutting Heads Collective. DJ Just Me, how's it going, boss? Yo, yo. How's it going? Grand. Now, just before we get into it, we announced last week via this podcast and social media that Red on Red will be making its live debut on Saturday week, November 23rd at Winthrop Avenue, a new intimate space at the side of the Cypress Avenue complex on Caroline Street. At 5pm, we will be talking with a frequent collaborator of Justin's, a rapper, spoken word artist, improv musician and an educator in her own right, Ophelia McCabe, telling her story from the leading edge of various rebirths and reincarnations of Irish hip-hop in in the past 17 years. Suggested donation for the early show is five euro. And at 7 p.m., as part of the Quiet Lights Festival, we're talking to music documentarian Miles O'Reilly of Arbutus Yarns about his lives as a musician, a videographer, a music videographer, as well as getting into the rebirth of the legendary No Disco as an online show. Of course, No Disco, the 90s Irish alt-television classic filmed at RTE Studios in Cork City. Free in, and for more info on Quiet Lights, point your browsers at quietlights.net. Turning our attention back to this weekend, though, and just me and crew are in full effect for Cutting Heads Collective's fourth birthday weekender. And just how are you finding the preparations? 
Um, yeah, it's stressing me out. <laughs> we're good, though. We're, we're pretty much there now. It's happening across three nights, this Friday, this Saturday, and an afternoon session happening this Sunday as well, a massive celebration of all that Cutting Heads Collective has achieved in four years of Cork hip-hop, as well as a kind of a state of the nation for uh, hip-hop in the city as well you also have as well as individual tickets available on the door for each show you also have a bundle ticket for the weekend yeah so for 25 euro you can get uh, into both paying gigs there are 10 or each so that's 20 quid and you get a t-shirt on top for a fiver normally a t-shirt costs you 15 so it's like a tenner off if you go to both gigs and you get the t-shirt you couldn't bait it with a hammer and a nail um We'll have previews of all of these gigs happening over the course of the show, but let's kind of take it back to the idea behind The Weekender. Four years of the Cutting Heads Collective, four years since you kind of summoned everybody uh, to the to the beer garden of the now defunct Sextant, because yeah, yeah, you know, right. time and tide waits for no man. Um, I suppose, talk to us about just four years of Cutting Heads Collective, and in particular, a, a kind of a quiet 2019 as... You know, changes have happened. Uh, By internally. our standards, anyway, yeah. I mean, we we decided after the birthday last year that we were going to take a couple months just to chill. We're going to do the same this year. So after we get the birthday out of the way, uh, there's one more gig after that, a couple weeks after. And uh, after that, we'll, we'll stop probably till March or April, come back again next year. I think that little break in the middle is kind of good for all our heads and we can, yeah get back to things with a bit more energy when we get back. But this quietude now this year, following last year's birthday, was kind of spurred on by changes internally within Cutting Heads Collective, where, you know, life takes people in different directions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the crew has gotten so much smaller. Like, I mean, just everyone's moved away, you know. Shiv's up in Dublin now. Uh, Chris and Gunkel are in Berlin. Robbie's in Canada. Olin's in... Uh, Edinburgh, Gary's back out in Tralee, so, I mean, yeah, like, the whole Cotton Eds thing, like, what was so great about it was just this team of people, and we're all working towards a certain goal, and the community aspect of it, and in a lot of ways, that isn't there as much anymore, um, there's still a few of us left, but, you know, other people aren't as involved, and, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's trying to come to terms with that in my own head of just it's not the big community thing that it was when we started it and would you reach out then to some of the younger heads that are hanging around the place i mean i know that you've kind of done some education work and we'll talk about that in a wee bit sure uh, but like while the community is there in cork hip-hop as well um it's definitely about kind of reaching out and finding people that are the right fit internally yeah i mean i'm certainly open to adding some new members and all that um I guess uh, it just uh, we'd have to click on a few levels, just like artistically. Um, I d they'd have to be like reliable. They have to come to all the gigs and help with the promo and do all those things. And they'd we'd have to click on a personal level as well. I think that's important. You have to like the people you're working with. A lot has changed in Cork hip hop in those four years, however, and um, you know, Cotton Heads Collective's positive impact on what's happening there cannot be underestimated as we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show cutting heads has been kind of cited as influential now by the younger heads that are taking the mantle of collectives and using that to kind of to pool resources and to kind of make the best they can of the situation that they find themselves in and um venues have turned over willingness to work with the local hip-hop community has 
changed from venue to venue over the course of the last few years. Yeah, you know, you've got your fair amount of stories that you could tell in that respect. I suppose take us through your experience of the last four years with the Cutting Heads Collective from that perspective, not only as someone that's kind of on the inside of it, organizing, stressing, but also as someone that, you know, turns up at the gigs and sees the positive reception that they meet, um, you know, as someone that can see people talking about Cutting Heads Collective elsewhere and, you know, was able to kind of develop working relationships with promoters in other cities out of the back of it as well. Let me talk to you a little bit about just, you know, your take on the wider impact of Cutting Heads. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised by it sometimes, you know. Um, just people that I wouldn't necessarily respect, or not respect, people that I wouldn't necessarily have uh, expected that we had like an impact on, you know, it, it would be... And then when you hear these things, it's flattering, obviously, and, you know, it, it makes it feel worthwhile. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just... For all our ups and downs and everything over the last four years, I am really proud of certain things we've been able to do and platforms we've been able to give people and just how certain people have just gotten bigger and bigger over the four years. Like, it, I don't know, Gap Tooth, you know, um, we would have booked him a lot the first year we were doing him. We was first making the SoundCloud impact and all that. And just to see him go from, you know, strength to strength. He just did the boiler room thing. He, uh, yeah, that's just all been beautiful to watch, and I'm proud that we were able to, you know, give him a, a little help with that. You know what I mean? Um, that's just one example, but yeah, it, it it still makes me happy to give people a stage to show what they do. You know. And speaking of giving people a stage to show people what we can do, we'll get into the first night of this weekender uh, happening at the Roundy this Friday doors. At half seven, I believe. Um, how much are tickets in? Tenner. Yeah. A steal at twice the price. And a massive lineup as well. Because I was only, only going over this last week in the Gig Guide uh, edition for November. And I'll leave it to you to kind of illustrate the whole thing because it's massive. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got um, Hazy Hayes, Citrus Fresh. They're uh, some young rappers that we've been working with for a while out of Limerick. Um, had a same D. Uh, yeah, Hazy was part of SAMD. Um, just incredible. The, they just like spill emotion on tracks. You know, their production is so unique. And that whole kind of scene that's going on up in Limerick at the moment, it's so kind of unique and energetic. And yeah, I mean, I'm, we always try to support that as much as we can. You know, they're great lads too. So They really are having a golden age. And Citrus Fresh hanging in there with Naive Ted as well in the recent EP yeah, release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Night in Question. Um, incredible release. Um, yeah, he just has a new tune out today actually called Teeth, which is insane. Yeah, Keep it across your, your SoundCloud and your streaming services. Yes. You also have the man himself coming down from Galway, Ireland's Street Fighter 2 champion, Jimmy Penguin. <laughs> yeah. Collaborating with Sebi C, who we don't see live too often anymore. Uh, who knows what's going on with Sebi, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I'm hyped to have the two boys down. We, we had them down a little over a year ago um, when they released that album they put out together, which I can't remember the name of at the moment. But um, so yeah, they're incredible as well. Like Jimmy's just... Yeah, been such a legend for so long with the whole Vince McMahon stuff and the community scratch games and the Alkalinear and uh, just his output as well just with production I mean it wouldn't surprise me if 
it was in like three figures the amount of albums he's put out over the last you know 15 20 years he it's uh and i like the way he does it too he doesn't seem too concerned about um promoting it or anything you know it'll basically be like a facebook post and that'll be it he'll be on to the next project yeah um i was shocked by that in that like i obviously knew about jimmy um from vince mcmahon because that was my introduction to irish hip-hop much much later after the fact that it was released that i just kind of found it Mm. i think digging around uh naive ted stuff after uh getting into his wrestling soundtrack work um but just at the speed that he releases I wasn't done an album review of some LP he put out earlier this year for Totally Dublin <laughs> yeah, before the one next up. one had yeah. already been announced. And it's like, how do you keep up with such a body of work? You can't. In that respect? No, no. I mean, how does he keep up with such a body of work? Yeah, he's he just loves making music. I mean, and that's it. And I don't think he's too worried about how people receive it or numbers or any of that he's just he just really enjoys making it and he throws it up and leaves it behind and um you know people do notice i mean he just got off a tour there in russia he was torn in california it's um he's respected internationally in a big way um you know for that kind of stuff and obviously his scratch skills are the second to none he's one of the best in the world at that as is dejaculate our other guest speaking of other guests that are coming through as well you have ireland's number one pop duo sensation in the whole world of pop and rock and roll sensationalism and that is uh, senior infants <laughs> yeah. um two gentlemen whose celebrity and fame is such that we cannot even mention them by name for fear of crashing red fm servers <laughs> um just your thoughts on bringing them in for kind of something of a bit more beatsy uh, exposition because you know they've done stuff with Sebi in the past I think they have I'd like yeah, to see more of that happening I'd, I'd love to see them collaborate with Sebi and that would be awesome or even other MCs you know I know that they are a big fan of what the Limerick lads are doing that would be a great show you know the lads and some of those Limerick MCs any chance of that happening that would be superb and that even any awesome. chance of that happening well worth the cost of admission 10 euro uh, this Friday at the roundy doors half seven also on the lineup headlining uh, is Dejaculate yeah is he headlining I don't know we were talking about this like just who's uh, the first among equals yeah no like everyone on the lineup is a headliner so uh, you know just trying to figure out where to put people was impossible we genuinely considered like pulling names out of hats just to <laughs> have it be done with but uh, yeah Jack is just incredible like I, I, I think have you listened to the radio documentary that Ray made about Jack? Not as of yet, I don't think. You should. Yeah, it's incredible. I Ray mean, Wingnut, no, you're talking Ray about. Ray Wingnut, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a kind of an hour-long documentary, radio documentary, completely about Jack. I mean, he's, like, first of all, just for, as freestyle scratchers go, he's one of the best in the world. There's no question. He won the Clash of the Titans competition in Berlin. I guess a little over a year ago, yeah, um, which had people entering from all over the world. Um, yeah, but he's also like a multi-instrumentalist. He plays saxophone, illum pipes, and all this stuff. He's part of the Scratch Lords. He's part of Oko, that are like kind of a experimental jazz band. He does the North Strand Contraband, which I don't even know. It's kind of folksy stuff, I guess. Um, just really yeah creative dude um so 
yeah, you should listen to that documentary. He's an interesting dude. We'll include a link to it in the description for this podcast by the time it goes out tomorrow morning from recording. Uh, it's also hosted by Mebs, and to be honest, he's someone I had to do a little bit of research on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so I guess for people listening, we should explain. Um, Mebs is uh, a Limerick rapper in puppet form, I suppose. <laughs> um which was interesting. I mean, he'd probably deny it, but I mean, I thought about how we'd try to explain this. I don't think he has any problem with it. Like, it is Ray Wingnut. I mean, he's well into puppetry and all that. So he's 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 hosted our events as long as we've been doing them, really. Every year at the birthday, Ray comes down and gets drunk and shouts on the mic in between the acts. And it's brilliant and it's a great laugh. But this A man year, in his element. This year, yeah, he, he came to us with the idea. He was like, what if I did it with one of the puppets? We were like, yes, yes, do that. So, um, And I don't know how much I can say about it, but there may be a couple more puppets involved as well with other puppeteers. So, um, yeah, I, I can't really talk on that side of it yet, but Mebs might not be the only bio in the house. So. Sound. <laughs> you can be one of the bios in the house this Friday at the Roundy Doors, half seven. Tickets a tenner in or 25 euro for a weekend pass as well as a Cutting Heads Collective t shirt. We'll go back to some more tunes there from this Friday's lineup. Uh, we got Jimmy Penguin with a beat taken from his new album, A Moment of Clarity, released last month. One of those dozens, if not hundreds, of albums that you were referring to, just. Mm, yeah. Uh, incredible album yeah it's hard to keep up with jimmy's stuff he just bangs it out so quick but yeah incredible stuff we also have senior infants with first journey taken from their life is good ep released back in 2016 really kind of showcasing their fondness not only for kind of beatsiness but again the kind of trademark minimalism that the constituent parts of senior infants have been famous for over the course of um the last hundred or so years of chart domination worldwide (laughs) yeah for sure um yeah, their stuff is incredible. Um, I saw them live recently enough. Uh, they Saint were Luke's? warming up. Yeah, up in St. Luke's, warming up for Lee Scratch Perry. Yeah. That was pandemonium. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> Just to see them not only kind of on that bigger stage and to see them presented with the with the pomp and circumstance that St. Luke's can really give to an artist, right. but to just think as well that like, Senior Infants was a natural fit to Lee Scratch Perry in ways that it weren't really immediately was. obvious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and thought was that was a great call by Joe and Ed or whatever to book that as a, um, the warm-up. Was, yeah. And it was amazing. And it was great to see kind of all the older reggae hits kind of coming in and kind of reacting to what we're about to listen to momentarily. But first, we got Jimmy Penguin with Break Beak here on Red on Red.
Senior Infants with First Journey, taken from their 2016 EP, Life Is Good, available now from their Bandcamp as well as YouTube. Appearing at the Roundy this Friday at half seven for the first night of Cutting Heads Collective's anniversary proceedings. Doors 7.30, tickets 10 euro, Senior Infants alongside Dejaculate, Hazy Hayes and Citrus Fresh, Jimmy Penguin and Sebi C, and a whole bunch more. This is this is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast, still joined in studio by the legendary DJ Just Me. And Just, before the jump, we were talking a little bit about Cottonheads and its place in Cork and how the last four years have been. And one phenomenon that I find, when I talk to different collectives that have set up in the last two, three years in particular, in and around Cork City Centre, uh, the one thing that I noticed, the one kind of thread in mind is that they all seem to have seen what Cutting Heads Collective accomplished in its first two years and said, OK, this is possible. We can bring together different people of various skill sets, etc., with the same interest and move forward. We've seen what Houseu have done with Bedroom Pop and the like, now kind of moving into darker psychedelia through some of their artists yeah, and with sure. others kind of making, you know, far more commercial strides, the likes of Arthur Valentine, etc. Taking what Cutting Heads Collective had done and kind of putting their own stamp on it, you know, drawing from a, a massive talent pool between UCC, CIT, etc. and the School sure. of Music, yeah. as well as Teletext Records, you know, a bunch of blow-ins from North Kerry and other kind yeah. of areas with a more kind of vaguely alternative rock influence kind of reaching their tentacles into electronic music, noise, beat making, the likes of Messing, as well as the likes of Aponym, Rakaia, etc. I mean, again, it's a bit more kind of broader, esoteric take on the collectivization um, manner, but it's definitely something that they're kind of growing in its own direction as well, where they're focusing on limited releases, on experiential gigging, you know, like visuals like at one stage they were planning a gig for chameleon fields with the ucc concert orchestra and it's just one of those things that you know everywhere around 
artists of different skill sets and media are gathering together to put their effort into Cork music. And the same is happening again now with even media, uh, the newest zine to be launched out of Cork. Two episodes ago now, episode 91, available for streaming at redfm.ie and Red Extra. Uh, Post Material uh, is a bunch of younger writers, illustrators, design heads, etc. coming together to put together a new online zine for, for the younger kind of broad alternative generation in as much as we can even say that anymore in the in the post-genre, you know, maelstrom. I suppose talk to us a little bit about how far working collectively and collectivization has come uh, in the four years that Cutting Heads has been together, kind of any influence that you might have seen regarding Cutting Heads, how you feel about it, kind of what your hopes are for for, for the means of working together. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been amazing to see, you know, I like the likes of, say, uh, House of Teletext, I feel like they kind of took the collective thing into an almost more professional, higher level than we were doing it, you know, I mean, they're actually like releasing a lot of music they're doing all these videos and all that whereas we basically just running events that's that was our thing or whatever um so yeah i mean that's beautiful you know it, it's just easier to do work when you're surrounded with people you can bounce off who are inspiring to you and um yeah that's important just to have people in your life to uh yeah inspire you you know just people with energy people who are working you know because you're like oh he's getting up he's doing it i gotta do it too and you you push each other on and funny you mentioned that uh, you know how sue releasing stuff teletext releasing stuff cutting heads kind of dabbled with that a little bit via Bandcamp earlier on in the in in its existence with uh, chris power and chris has obviously gone on to berlin he's gone to other things you know do you see it as being something that cutting heads can assist with going forward if the right person came through or uh no i have no interest in running a record <laughs> label at all like it, the, the chris power thing so like basically he wanted to put stuff out and we were like cool you can put it up on the band camp under the cutting heads banner and that was it we just put it up there. There, there we didn't do any more work around it or whatever um and then after we did that for chris we had people hitting us up like oh can you put out my thing or whatever and some people were sending us some amazing stuff but i mean we had to turn it all down not because all of it wasn't good it just we couldn't offer people the platform that the music deserved um we weren't a record label we never were really um but in terms of them kind of approaching you would you not have looked at it as, say, strictly a net label and just kind of countered with, this is all we can do for you at present? Because it, it, it might still be kind of a bit more than even people making the music, etc., are, are approaching you with with the expectation of. I get that, but I was listening to some of the stuff and thinking, you know, this is solid. Like, you know, this deserves to be in hands that can really push it, that can... Um, they can make the most of the music that was there we couldn't offer them that i didn't think it was fair to put it up and just not do anything with it and, you know what are the things that kind of obstruct you from kind of going forward with that then is it a matter of there being not a strong specialist media for the genre in ireland uh, is it one of those things where eventually the pressure will be there to go on to physical releases and everything that that attains i know that um uh, declan uh, was involved in Kabugi before coming down to join the Cutting Heads right. Collective as well yeah. and uh, he still has plenty of copies of older Kabugi material uh, haunting his gaff sure yeah um, no the only thing that's holding us back is my own laziness Mike I am I have no interest in writing all those emails and pushing this and uh, nah 
that's, that's not for me. <laughs> in terms then of, you know, having occupied a very specific place in music in Cork for the last four years and very much kind of garnering your respect from people and garnering your influence in people's work going forward. Uh, it's no secret that the city's changing. The boundaries have changed. The population has gone up. Uh, people are now looking at Cork from the outside and, you know, from what different PRs, journalists, people in media are telling me, that it's becoming something that people are going to want a piece of the action of in very short order, um, just mm. because it's identifiable now as a major second market. Um, there's a little bit of a halo effect from all of the quote-unquote positivity surrounding building that's happening in Cork at present. Yeah. I don't know how much of that will prove to be sustainable in the long term, and that's not me down-talking Cork City either. That's just like realism after the the last economic crash in 2008. Yeah. You know, you got the event centre coming up. There's the re proposed redevelopment of the Docklands. And in all of this, as well as talk of high-rise apartments, high-rise buildings, etc., in order to fit more of a population, and in order to not only accommodate... Uh, you know, a more international populace that's coming here to work, but also, you know, flight from elsewhere in the country as it emerges, um, you know, in their eyes as the next kind of living destination that will take some of the slack from Dublin in terms of national infrastructure. Uh, all of that changes the makeup of how communities organize in terms of how communities get together, the spaces that they can use, the premiums at which space is made available. And we yeah. only have to look as far as the Camden with that, uh, as well as sample studios disappearing. Maybe, you know, some other art centers in town kind of pricing themselves out of the reach of community art centers and the pressure that's going to start happening to venues. And you've seen it already with the Pura uh, of hotels cropping up nearby new locations, not soundproofing and expecting a lot of that heavy work to be done by venues and we've seen that sure. you know, in other yeah. places around um, with all of this in mind and with an eye to the future kind of talk about how you see the collective aspect and DIY being kind of the guiding principle for music and for music on a community level um, as the city continues to grow and expand and you know really change shape yeah I mean <laughs> Like as the city expands, there are going to be these problems. Things get more expensive and everything else. But there's opportunities there too. Um, I think it's important going forward that we just kind of look at it as um, try to find the opportunities in it rather than the problems. You know, problems are going to be there, but you know, try to suss out the opportunities. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but you know, yeah, but that's just how I'd want to look at it anyway. We'd hope now that as the city kind of expands into the docklands that um, we get maybe a bit more of a of an emphasis on suburban venues. We've seen that the White Horse works uh, out in Ballincollig for its yeah. you know programming demographic and for its genre. You know we obviously see the success stories out west with Connolly's Alep, um, and to a lesser extent, you know there's there's arts festivals happening in North Cork, Mallow Arts Festival, Canturk uh, yeah. Arts Festival, etc. Um, like the stepping stones are there to a broader arts infrastructure for Cork City and County which I hope doesn't get lost in talk of redevelopment, but you're absolutely right. It's about identifying opportunities that are there. And moving forward, we'll bring it back to the present. Night two of the Cutting Heads Collective Weekender is happening this Saturday uh, at Dali. And again, a tremendous international headliner. Uh, Gap Tooth from Softboy Records coming in and making an appearance, uh, as well as your own musical side project. Uh, a seven-piece tribute to a tribe called Quest. Uh, take us through the lineup on Saturday night at Dali. Uh, doors are uh, half eight, I think. 
I'd, cool. I'd have to check. Yeah, we, we're finished by 11 anyway, so it's an early gig, and then uh, we have an after party in Plugged. With Colm K. Afterwards. Colm K, yeah, and the Footsteps lads, who were incredible DJs. Um, and I don't say that too often about um, young DJs. And that's, it just takes a while to get good at it, really. You know what I mean? That's all it is. I wasn't any good when I was 19 or 20, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, they are impressive for their age, you know, what they're doing. Um, great, you know, record collections and, you know, skills they can mix like so. But it's a massive lineup inside in Dali as well. And, yes, Dali. Uh, maybe take us through the lineup for Dali specific and maybe just some of your thoughts on how the venue is doing in year two of its existence. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they're catering to their market. They seem to be doing well. Um, you know, it's nice to see the odd metal gig pop up in there. They are trying to do other things um, other than just the techno. But the techno stuff is working for them, you know. And it's a great to have a, a space like that, like a, you know, it's a proper club, like, you know. The system in there is amazing. So, yeah, big up Dali. They've been helpful to us as well, running different hip-hop gigs. Um, you know, it's a big space. I think pretty close to 400 capacity or something. But uh, so you need, you know, quite a big act or something to kind of fill that space. But and you have that in the soul singer from London of all things. Um, uh, yeah, Reginald Amos Mahmoud the Fourth. Um, yeah, just just kind of a big fan of his stuff for a while. And the label that he works with, Twenty Two A, it's that whole kind of South London modern jazz kind of buzz. Um, Talk to us a little bit of as well about the love movement, which, as we mentioned earlier, seven-piece tribute to a tribe called Quest. How that came together, and kind of what that represents regarding a more artistic manifestation of the Cutting Heads Collective kind of common passions. Yeah. Um, so it came together basically. Um, Adam O'Leary is like a, it was part of his college project end of year show or something so he put together the band for it and we all enjoyed doing it so much that we decided to keep on with it and there was demand for it as well people love a tribe called quest so um are you joining the cover band circuit now tonight's office um, handy drive out yeah i guess <laughs> i guess it's a cover band it, it, it's interesting it's hard sometimes to make these kind of hip-hop tracks translate to a live band there's a bit of tweaking involved you know there's so many like mistakes in that early 90s hip-hop music and a lot of things are slightly out of tune you have to decide whether you want to do it the right way or the tribe way um and yeah just kind of the very basic repetitive nature of hip-hop beats um especially 90s hip-hop beats it's uh it can be a challenge to get that to translate to a band, but um, I think, yeah, I'm very happy with how it's all sounding and just the people involved have been a, a pleasure to work with. Like, um, So the, the lineup with the band, on vocals we have um, Ophelia, Shaul from this side up, and Speculative Fiction. Speculative Fiction can't make the gig on Saturday night, so it'll just be Ophelia and Shaul. Um, and on keys you have Katie O'Donnell, uh, James uh, Cody on bass, Adam O'Leary on drums, Keanu O'Sullivan on drums. We have two drummers. Only one of them will be there tomorrow night, but it's handy to have two. And Sarah Hall on sax, and you know I do the MPC and scratching and all that. Um, 
but yeah it, it's just been really fun uh kind of again that community thing and working with people who inspire you and all that and yeah it's been fun um, and we're gonna start working on some original material as well so we have this gig Ooh. coming up where we're gonna focus on the tribe stuff and all that and then um so this will be the last chance you get for the time being to catch the tribe stuff we're gonna keep that up and keep doing that and kind of building songs and trying to make them our own but we're gonna definitely start working on some completely original stuff as well i think it'd be a shame not to with the talent involved in the thing so. would that kind of not only be an expansion on what you've done in recent times with different members of that band regarding bass needs slash pack animal but also you know your own experience as a live cut man for the oppressionists that we talked about all the way back in episode 20 something yeah i mean i love kind of uh just scratching with musicians and all that it's a very different thing too rather than just scratching on beats or loops um a lot more listening involved you have to be a lot simpler with it um you also have gap tooth on the lineup and we'll hear from him in a little bit later on but like he's another example of again that creativity and that community having some really positive results and that you've put an infrastructure in front of him and he was able to kind of take those opportunities and get seen now he's coming back as well as doing even most recently there with Boiler Room as well. Yeah, um, yeah. What are your thoughts now kind of bringing it into Dali after all the success that he's kind of encountered? Um, yeah, delighted to have him. I mean, we've probably booked him eight or nine times now. He always does our summer sessions. and um, Yeah, he's always good to have. So, um, yeah, he's going to kill it, you know. As far as like at the moment in Cork Hip Hop, I think that's something that's quite strong as the beat makers you know people like gap to jar jar jr jazz fiend um there's a guy ben regan there's aj there's like connor muldowney there's all these people just making these great kind of lo-fi jazzy beats um, and, and they're all young too you know which is nice so yeah big up the beat makers we're going to hear from Gaptooth momentarily with uh, Overdue. But first, on the playlist, uh, we have Column K, as you mentioned there earlier, headlining your after party, which kicks off slightly earlier at 9 o'clock at the Roundy yeah. as part of it, uh, with Diffraction. There's very little that either of us have to say about Column K. The man's sure. reputation um, outlies itself. But kind of, what does it mean then to have somebody like himself doing something different alongside the Footsteps lads uh, to kind of complement what's happening overall with the Cutting Nets programme? Um, so yeah, it's, uh, well, Colm did our birthday last year as well, you know, he, he's played for us a few times, and, um, yeah, we've done hobo convention stuff with him before that, he, he's just easily one of the best DJs in the country, just phenomenal DJ, and, it, you know, he's just as good with the production, like, you know, he gets all the international acclaim and all that, um, it just gets bigged up by all these big time DJs all over the world and everything it's just, he's the man I don't know he's yeah. the man and you're going to find out why momentarily this is Column K with Diffraction here on Red on Red
Daptoof with Overdue, available now via Softboy Records across all major streaming services, playing as part of night two of the Cutting Heads Collective fourth anniversary weekender happening at Dali on Saturday night, doors at 8pm, early show, uh, tickets 10 euro in I believe? Uh, 10 euro again, yeah or 25 euro as part of a bundle deal that gets you into all the gigs over the course of the weekend plus a Cutting Heads Collective t-shirt. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast still joined in studio by the one and only legendary DJ Just Me and Just, you know, we've been talking a lot about the collective and what Cutting Heads has been doing kind of adjusting to changes and just, just generally being more sparing with the impact that it makes in terms of live events and all of this. But that hasn't stopped you from being incredibly creative in your own space and time not only with yourself and what what we've talked about earlier regarding the love movement but also now primarily you starting to dip the toe into beat making yeah yeah after about 20 years or so of scratchology of djing (laughs) selecting promoting and all of this not to say that any of these aren't creative but it's nowhere near as hands-on as taking an idea wrangling it songwriting it you know putting yourself through the ringer is this good enough the anxiety of expressing yourself sure, and sharing yeah. which you know you've done that before with the impressionists etc as part of an outfit this time it all kind of falls on you and you're coming back to it after an extended hiatus that has been spent DJing selecting a little bit maybe talk to us a little bit about how you came by beat making in this form and kind of what led to it what the process has been like for you um yeah so I suppose I would have I would have bought my MPC before my son was born. So my son They call it the relic. The relic, yeah. <laughs> uh, my son's nine now. So, yeah, I would have been making beats for about a year or two before he was born. When he was born, I just didn't have time for it. You know, when kids are small, it's hard to find the time. Um, but now he's getting to an age where I have spare time again, so I've kind of picked it up again. Um, and, like, I'm enjoying making the music which is a big thing because i never did before um i uh yeah just hated making beats i thought it was boring really <laughs> like yeah i hated it for a man that can scratch on top of them and mix them together and put them together to keep a room happy yeah, scratching's fun you know you just throw on a record and mess with it and you know make little mixes that's all fun for me but beat making was not um so yeah over the last year it was really when we took the a three month or so break from uh promoting gigs through cutting heads that i had extra time it's that time of year as well where you don't want to be going out as much like january february so i just stayed in made a lot of beats um and yeah i'm happy with them you know i mean they're not amazing it's not like all oh, the world needs to hear these or anything but they're um there's a bit of character to them i like them you know they sound like me <laughs> a bit of character and likable are exactly like you but um like from what i've heard of them as well there's that balance between atmosphere and a good solid kind of foundation of boom bap that's happening and i assume that that's not entirely by accident but kind no, of no. one of the challenges been regarding the creative process for you because i know that you very much kind of mess with sample manipulation you know almost to the extent of warping it into new forms completely which we'll hear at the end of the show but um you know just talk to us a bit about the ups and downs of that creative processes kind of what are the little triumphs what are the frustrations etc and just kind of bring us through your experience of you know taking an idea from a quick loop to a finished beat um yeah so like my stuff is pretty much completely sample based um 
it's not just to say it's like loops or anything it's quite manipulated and i'll usually use like maybe six or seven different sample six or seven different tracks within the song that i'm making or whatever i'll take my drums from one place and random sounds from another and um i just kind of um just keep throwing different elements on top and you know taking bits out until it starts to kind of sound like a song and um so a lot of the process is just like sitting in my room listening to records which i like to do anyway yeah um it's a super slow process like it's like i might sit in my room all day listening to records and at the end of the day i might have a little like four bar loop and that'll be it you know it took me all day to do it and, you know you talk to these young dudes they're like i can do that in 10 minutes look boom boom, boom. i'm like okay cool <laughs> but i'm like i'm happy to spend all day in the room and if i come up with a four bar loop that i like then then cool you know I'm, I'm i'm not in a rush to make anything you know what i mean um the art of listening is something that you know isn't necessarily spoken about publicly regarding sampling i know like we had jar jar in here early on before he put together that you know completely newly originally produced ep that he put out via radio juicy and he talked a lot about his own kind of early crate diving experiences being kind of educational um what's it like kind of going through that massive record collection of yours and we could talk all day about like kind of an attachment to your sure, record collection yeah and just kind of you know going through it not only as an exercise in active listening but in a creative manner as well you know are, do you feel as though you're kind of going over old territory in terms of what you've consumed and seeing what you can make of it or yeah you listen to things in a different way when you're listening to them through like a sample lens rather than a dj lens um and different elements of it stick out to you and like a lot of the times when i'm listening to stuff i'm just looking for textures or a certain feeling you know you can chop that up in the mpc and the pitch doesn't really matter you can pitch it up and down sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you can throw that record aside and sample another one and it's um yeah it's just i i would love you know if i was able to play an instrument properly and you know this whole idea of like someone has a feeling they can just kind of you know play a melody that will express that i mean that's not how it works when i make music it's kind of like music by fluke or whatever you just throw sounds together and eventually something will emerge from it but it's it's kind of out of my control in a way um but that's an interesting seg then to kind of other creative journeys that you've taken yourself on you know we were talking a little bit about the love movement and that was you know that turning into original music and you taking the time to jam and work with that but you've already kind of presaged that with involvement with ophelia mccabe's uh pack animal project plug 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 uh, saturday um, november 23rd at winthrop avenue yeah like pack animals purely improvised so i mean uh, she gets different players to join with her each time she does the pack animal thing um and it, it's yeah i mean i love doing that because it doesn't take up any of my time i just kind of show up with random sounds and you make something that you hope resembles a song you know yeah, but the, the musicians that she has playing with her it's always going to come out right um but you know it was doing the bass needs thing with ophelia that was kind of original music ophelia's music she was writing all the songs and all that and she had a team of people that we were you know to play for or whatever um 
So yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened with all that stuff. I mean, she had some amazing songs written. Um, we had planned to record at some point, but I, yeah, you'd have to ask Ophelia. What the right time know. and the right place. Do you know what? I think I will. Saturday week. Do. At <laughs> Winthrop yeah. Avenue. Um, but as well as that, you know, an important part of creativity and of, you know, just generally being able to self-express is sharing that ability to do so. And to that end, you know, you'd done some beat making workshops and you'd done some of those cafes with the Cutting Heads Collective at the Urban Jungle and at the Roundy, etc. Mm. And you've kind of taken that uh, learning atmosphere into the classroom. Uh, you're teaching out in Carrick, Navarre. Uh, with some I'm of the Karen TYs. Navar, yeah, we're out there every week doing uh, kind of music with transition year students and trying to get them to make songs. And, you know, you split the class up into groups and uh, each member of the group will have a different little job they're doing. You try to get them all to contribute into the song in some way. And, you know, the songs are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're working with teenagers, so you're dealing with like different kinds, different stages of awkwardness, you know, uh, different yeah. kinds of trepidation toward working together. It's a difficult age, and uh, you know, just well, I have no really frame of reference. But just talking to other people who do this, you know, they say it's a lot easier with the younger kids. They're not as um, self-conscious, I suppose. They're just more ready to have some fun. Uh, what has surprised me is just like how few of them actually play instruments or have any kind of starting music whatsoever you know what i mean you would assume a class of let's say you know 25 kids there might be six or seven who have some musical background and i mean we've been doing it over a year now we've had over 100 kids and i think we had two people who could play an instrument of those hundred and odd probably about 120 kids that would raise the question then because you know I come from a school with a similar situation and my own personal story was I wanted to do music when I was in first year and they did the whole roundabout of choice subjects that you could take on as well as your core subjects and in my case we just had three music lessons where no teacher turned up and no showed and it was just like okay you know I'm not going to be able to do this and then I ended up spaffing away my junior cert on business studies and history I believe which you know neither of which were particularly relevant to the to the <laughs> course that my life has ended up taking um, but I mean what would you change then about how music education on, you know on a contemporary basis is handled in secondary schools because you know there's a great curriculum of traditional music of classical music and you know approaching a recognition of you know things that have happened in the past 30 years but very definitely just more kind of um you know into theory more so than practical or performance in yeah. a contemporary manner like you know you've been there and you've seen kind of what some of the hassles are regarding educating uh, younger people in music what would you change about the infrastructural support surrounding it um you know, I have no complaints about the school, really, you know what I mean? I think well, not the school, the, but like just the, the the mindset that leads there to be a low yeah, uptake on well, music. Well, to be honest, I think a lot of that has to do with the lack of boredom. I don't think kids are ever bored anymore, you know what I mean? They have, you know, they're constantly entertained by something or another, whereas I think maybe in the 90s we'd pick up an instrument out of sheer bore. <laughs> I don't know, you know, it, it seems weird to me because back then I, I just knew so many people who at least tried to play an instrument, you know what I mean? People would have them for a few years and some people gave it up and some people kept it on, but 
it seemed like everyone at least tried to make music and it's so easy to get programs for um to start making your own beats you can get cracked versions of that if you can google it you can figure it out you know what i mean um it's just surprising to me that there's not more of that and that's the only explanation i can come up with in my head is that they're just not bored enough to go seek that stuff out they don't have to you know but by that same token then you know the people that do seek out making music in the first place like your jar jars like your gap tooths yeah. products of the last 10 years or so you know are super super into it and in turn are kind of inspiring other younger people to do so so i think it's a matter of you know you're never going to get as big a casual uptake again on kids playing music because not only that but i think music is in contention with everything else for the grander attention span sure you know back in 2008 when i was running gigs and i was adamant that you know there's a whole massive thing that everyone can make a living off of in yeah, cork city yeah. in my naivete you know i soon found out you know the hard way from listening to people's um explanations for not turning up to shows that we're in contention now not just from mind share of social media but with streaming services with xbox yeah, with yeah. pre well pre-drinking was definitely the thing that took people away from gigs during the recession etc but you know what i mean like we're in the post-genre thing where we don't even have punks goths hippies hip-hoppers anymore we have people that make no, music yeah and yeah. that's contending on a larger basis with you know people that go to the gym people that go to sci-fi conventions anime conventions comic book conventions mm -hmm. movie goers etc and i think like youth culture has kind of reverted back to kind of broader strokes almost to manage the multiplex of interest that someone can have within yeah. kind of one hobby. And there we go to day three of the Cutting Heads fourth anniversary weekender happening all weekend at venues across town. Sunday at the Vickerstown Bar from four o'clock, free in as is tradition. And the Cutting Heads Collective have a day long session, including residents of the Cutting Heads Collective, yourself, Gary Fitz, and a couple of others uh, pulling things together over the course of the day, but also another guest appearance from UK scratchologist Eddie Ruxpin. Eddie Ruxpin, yeah, he's uh, just been a mate and someone who's supported us a lot over the years. Um, he's been at the birthday the last two years, you know, he just came over to hang with us and check out the weekend. So uh, this year we were like, look, we'll get your ticket this year. We'll look after you, come over and do a set. And, um, but he's an incredible DJ. It's overdue. Look, so I'm delighted to have him back. Yeah, just looking forward to hanging out with him. The Cutting Heads ever reliable party starter Fareed Williams is also coming in on bars. And, you know, I've seen him a couple of times in action now uh, between the Arts Festival and certain Cutting Heads events happening. And, um, you know, it's a pity we don't see more of him outside of the Cutting Heads context. Like, where has yeah. he come from? Where is he going with it? Yeah, I don't know. He loves playing music for people, and he's just got, like, this kind of enthusiasm, you know? Uh, he's just behind the decks and a big smile on his face, dancing away. I mean, it's infectious. So, um, and he plays great tunes, you know? He just car crash and mixes all over the place. He's <laughs> terrible at that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were saying we were going to make him... Uh, DJ for us at our gaff, and we were all going to throw it, things at him every time he messed up a mix or whatever. <laughs> But uh, I think, you know he'll get the hang of that. Like he doesn't even have decks at his house or anything like. So he's still trying to figure that out. But um, you know it's it's about the music anyway, playing the right stuff. And he's just someone who's at every gig that we do. You know he's out the front dancing, smiling, and um, you know obviously he does a lot of rapping stuff with me. He's going to be doing a live show with me up in Sligo actually for the oh, spilt milk. milk. Yeah, yeah. Um, shows Danny and Adele up there. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the gigs we do, a lot of them are in the things where, you know, an MC isn't necessarily required, but um, we're still always happy to have Fareed involved. So yeah, started getting him to DJ. And in the Vickerstown Bar of all places, which has been such an important spot for the Cutting Heads Collective over the past four years, like, it's one of those things that isn't very assuming looking. Uh, when you come in the door at first, it's just that big, long corridor down to a smoking area. But it's been such a welcoming spot, not only for yourselves, but for Out of Space, um, the Moon Stomp, um, Soul yeah. Function. You know, it's been you know a readily available space that has accommodated all dares from various collectives in yeah. town. And like, it really doesn't get the praise it deserves when we talk about the venues in Cork City sure. and the lineup that yeah. we have. No, I think anywhere where you can uh, play music outdoors like that and they're, you know, especially on Sundays anyway, they're very accommodating with music, you know, they, they're, they're, I mean, within reason, you can't just like Blair Techno in there all day or anything, but you can, uh, you know, they let you do what you want, more or less. Um, and they're always good to deal with, they pay right there, you know. I enjoy DJing there on the Fridays and Saturdays too, you know, I fill in for Connor and Hoggy the odd time, like, and um, it's uh, kind of a gig where you have to kind of find a line between the more commercial stuff and the stuff you love, but it's a it's a good line. Um, yeah, I really enjoy DJing there, actually. Happening this Sunday at the Vickerstown Bar. Kickoff at 4 p.m. Entrance is free. Cutting Heads Collective Residence plus DJ's Eddie Ruxpin and featured resident DJ Fareed Williams. We're going to go to some more tunes now from two artists that have really kind of come through during the lifetime of the Cutting Heads Collective. We have Gatch, uh, a young rapper currently working on a collaborative release with Speculative Fiction, actually. We had him the last time, uh, Sean, stopped into studio. Produced uh, by Gap Tooth. Produced by Gap Tooth also, uh, mm. closing, the, closing the collective gap there. Uh, just me on the cuts. With just me on the cuts. <laughs> um, with Contradictions, Heartbreaks. Um, talk to us a little bit about working with Gatch and kind of, you know, his enthusiasm and his output as a partner for the future of Cork. Yeah, he's a great lyricist. Um, just killing it. Came up through the cabin, obviously, with uh, yeah, Gary and Ophelia up there. And um, yeah, just one of their kind of success stories, I suppose, you know. Um, I just love his whole style. He can, he can rap. From one polar opposite to another, then we have Crackboy Mental with one of his more serious tunes, actually, I find, um, taken from one of his multitude of EPs released over the course of the summer, Adidas Track. And, you know, it speaks to Cork Hip Hop that someone like Crackboy Mental can be recognised not only on, you know, the more immediate things that people seize on when they talk about Crackboy Mental, his sense of humour, uh, you know, his very idiosyncratic approach to rapping and to production. But for him to be kind of recognized and embraced as for who he is, I think kind of speaks a lot to the broader frame of reference and the capability for Cork Hip Hop uh, to really kind of take in a broad spectrum of different people creating on their own terms and doing their own thing. And we'll hear from Crackboy Mental momentarily, but first, this is Gatch with Contradictions Heartbreak here on Red on Red. Yeah. 
She told me it was all fake. Got played like a ball game. Lost love, getting crossed up in the wrong lane. What's new? In a world where my faults grew, when I saw you, should've known I was prone to be in too deep. I just needed affection and then to sleep. Found my direction, but then to see pretentious feeds the real you. Now I see through when you tried to bleach. Lied to me, an upgrade, hell be king. How the fuck can you live like we weren't a thing? Was it lost when you kissed me or just a fling? Did you trust me or diss me behind the scenes? 'Cause you can trust me, the bitch you had crying was gone. In her place is the mask of the person I thought that could right my wrongs. Never thought you would cause me to write this song. I'm a fool with my flaws. You were right, you're one. Should have seen it sooner. Fool for the chase, but you led me to envy. I feed the rumors, proving the traits that I heard and discarded were more than a warning to leave you sooner. Sucked into hope for a girl who could hold me. You told me you got me, but left when I needed you to be the girl I fiended for. I needed more than you. It was all fake. Got played like a ball game. Lost love, getting crossed up in the wrong lane. What's new? In a world where my faults grew, when I saw you, should've known I was prone to be in too deep. I just needed affection and then to sleep. Found my direction for then to see. Pretentious feeds the real you. Now I see through when you tried to bleach. Huh. Dreams of the shores and lights. A white face with the shade of a poltergeist. My life made on a stage where I'm holding mics alone at night. The time where I'm prone to write. So don't test me. Poised your facade for envy when it's clear that I hold all the cards you tempt me. I see now how the mind can slip. I feel proud I can bite my lip 'cause life's a bitch. The outcast who passed an outclass. The class you clone sat inside. I outlasted doubts and fake beef. The hoes who chain reach for clothes and new checks to clothe and fan needs. I'm past it. Name me a kid who ain't done what gotched it. Claim all the shit when up front you lack the balls to aim the guns you rock with. I ain't here to make friends with that shit. Talk is cheap, yeah we know. Walk the streets, I keep slow. Off the leash with these flaws. Watch and see the scene notes we bid for these hoes who dream to be known. Contradictions, heartbreaks. Watch your distance. Watch me and learn how to keep consistent. Watching the world as I breathe the spliff in. Get bitches, good deal like I'm pimping. It was all fake. Got played like a ball game. Lost love, getting crossed up in the wrong lane. What's new? In a world where my faults grew when I saw you. Should've known I was prone to be in too deep. I just needed affection and then to sleep. Found my direction for then to see. Pretentious feeds the real you. Now I see through when you tried to bleach. Quite frankly, criminal. Never minimal. Too original. Teens be sentimental. With their thoughts on me, a car OG. Get over bars like Joe Dean. Too rare for fiends. Don't play fair with fiends. When you ever hear an Irish rapper like this, these fiends counterfeit. Well, I'm the shit. Out here with your rapidy, rapidy rapping. Got no taste on the latest bandwagon. Crack boys fashion, you fiends lack passion. I call you has beens, but you never actually happen. So call me a joke, say I suck, I'm a pest. Whatever helps you cope with my success. Time for further dreams that have come and passed. Now we make green, so we raise a glass. Money is power, which equates to rats, and I be staying fresh in my Adidas track. Time for further dreams that have come and passed. 
now we make green so we raise a glass Money is power which equates to rats And I be staying fresh in my Adidas trap Verse 2, you'll be new hurt you Making angry tracks every night, you need a curfew I got love for every rapper in the country Especially those who keep it unique and funky so don't step, just hit me with the check It's the squick effect, ready to leave a mess And we're truly blessed and I'm feeling good Spreading positivity like we should When I was born, said I was a miracle baby And you wonder why I'm mentally crazy I could rap like Eminem or Jay-Z But fuck that, I wanna get pagey So I come true with all these banging hits And I got all the folks shaking their hips A city fiend in West Car trying to find his feet Rapping on the smooth New York beat Thankful for the dreams that have come and passed Now we make green so we raise a glass Money is power which equates to rats And I be staying fresh in my Adidas trap Thankful for the dreams that have come and passed Now we make green so we raise a glass Money is power which equates to rats And I be staying fresh in my Adidas trap I just wanna shine like a star up in the sky I just wanna let go and get wild The young crack boy cannot be defeated The young crack boy is heavenly Mental with Adidas track here on Red on Red, still joined in studio by the legendary Just Me. And just before we wrap up for the episode, uh, kind of one last plug to kind of go through what's happening throughout the entire weekend. Where can the different nights be found? How much is it in? Any hexes or curses you want to put on people <laughs> while the microphone? It's all yours. All right. So look, Friday night we've got uh, it's upstairs in the roundy, ten euro hazy haze citrus fest. Dejaculate, Jimmy Penguin, Sevy C, and Senior Infants. Uh, so that's night one. Night two was in Dali, Love Movement, um, Seven Piece Band, playing the music of a tribe called Quest. Reginald Damas Mahmoud, the fourth, uh, Unreal Soul Singer from the UK, and Gaptu. So that is Dali on Saturday. Those are both and a tenner in or 25 quid for a combined ticket, as well as a Cuttingheads Collective t shirt. Correct, yeah. Um, and then the Sunday, just be residents and our buddy Eddie Ruxpin chilling, playing tunes in the Vic. Um, the Vic's always lovely, you know, and most of the hard work is done and all that, and the residents can just hang out and, yeah, enjoy the weekend that we've just done. So that's it. At Nels to say for yourself, any plugs or any shout outs you want to make before we head off? Um, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from Red FM and RedExtra.ie. Thank you very much to Just Me for joining us this episode. Actually, you know what? I will plug something. You Go and plug something it. there. Um, uh, after we get all this uh, kind of cutting heads birthday stuff out of the way, we have one more gig at the end of the month before we kind of wrap up for a couple months and take a break. Uh, so it'll be Thursday, 28th of November. We have Dat Kid, um, High Focus Records, playing Dally along with Physics from up in Glasgow. 
um yeah incredible rappers anytime we put on something high focus related people come out it's a, a great night so that's your little exclusive now a scoop now for listening to episode 93 of the red on red podcast and thank you very much for listening if you like what you're hearing please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on apple and google podcasts spotify as well as other podcasting platforms and don't forget red on red making its live debut on saturday week November 23rd at Winthrop Avenue, a new intimate space at the side of the Cypress Avenue complex. 5pm, talking with Justin's frequent collaborator, Ophelia McCabe, about her story as a woman in Irish hip-hop from 2002 to the present day. And at 7pm, chat with Miles O'Reilly of Arbutus Yarns, talking about the success and resurrection of This Ain't No Disco. Share this all on your social media and make sure to check out the artist featured online or an upcoming gig and if you'd like more Irish tunes please be sure to listen into Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM 104 to 106 Justin I believe you got another scoop for us right now um, we're playing a beat that you've made and I think this may have been like the first uh, airplay that this particular beat has gotten um, yeah probably it's probably unfinished but yeah <laughs> you can well, play it anyway. it was presented to me <laughs> and um, I was immediately kind of bowled over by just kind of how brooding all of that kind of sample manipulation was underneath it. Cool, I, I appreciate kind of loved it that. All, so. yeah. It's just made with records and MPC. That's pretty much it. But um, yeah, I like it. So you're going to get an earful of it. So this is just me with uh, presently titled "Untitled Demo." <laughs> this has been Red on Red, and we'll talk to you next week. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to read this, and you're going to listen. You're going to stay on the line, and you're not going to interrupt. You're going to speak for any reason. Some of this you know. I'm going to start at the top of the page. Meticulous. Yes. Methodical. Educated. They were these things. Nothing extreme. Like anyone they varied. There were days of mistakes and laziness. And there were days, good days, when by anyone's judgment, they would have to be considered clever. No one would say that what they were doing was complicated. It wouldn't even be considered new, except for maybe in the geological sense. They took from their surroundings what was needed and made of it something more. Thank you.
know all that I know. My voice is the only proof that you will have of the truth of any of this. I might have written a letter with my signature on my signature. But my handwriting is not what it used to be. What it used to be. Red on red.